0: You're listening to a Countout Podcast. In 1991, the first ever G1 Climax was born. Replacing the former World Leagues and IWGP League tournaments, this new tournament took the top heavyweights New Japan Pro Wrestling had to offer to see who truly was the best in the promotion. But not everyone got the opportunity to compete in the G1 Climax. After all, the G1 Climax was for the best of the best, and to be invited in was an honor in of itself some wrestlers never appeared while some competed year in and year out today however we will be discussing the men that got the call only one time this is g1 and only Welcome to G1 and Only, my name is Ryan Neitze. On today's episode, we are discussing a man that, well... Honestly, I don't know where to go with You know, he's a shoot fighter that bounced all around Japan. He's won the best of the Super Juniors and the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship twice. He's even won a best of the American Super Juniors in Ring of Honor, and has competed in the MMA, which at our point in 2005, had a decent 1-1-1 record. But in all of that, I would argue, he is one of the last attempts for Nokiism to try and stay before it was gone for good, which definitely says a lot. Right now, we are talking about the one and only Kendo Kashin. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of G1 and Only, the show where we go through the history of New Japan through the lens of the G1 climax, and specifically through the people that have competed in that tournament only once. Is it a very niche way to go through New Japan history? Of course, but that ain't stopping me and if you want to learn more then consider subscribing to g1 and only wherever you get podcasts of course this is a, a very interesting in my opinion and based on the numbers a lot of people seem to like the show as well so use my bias and peer pressure to subscribe oh and leave a five-star review on apple podcast because that is extremely important anyways on to the show Kokomitsa Ishizawa was born on August 5th, 1968. He was an excellent amateur wrestler at school and was scouted by New Japan to join their promotion. He did just that and made his debut against Tiger Mask on September 21st, 1992. He then won the 1996 Young Lion Cup, then left for excursion and became Kendo Kashin. Once he returned from excursion, Cashin rose up the ranks in the junior division, winning the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles, the best of the Super Juniors, and the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in a three-year span. In August of 2000, Cashin joined up with Pride, where he partook in mixed martial arts, where he lost in his opening match, but he was able to get the win back on a rematch. He also was able to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship a second time. In 2002, Kashin, Muto, and Kojima all left for All Japan, where Kashin became their junior ace, winning the World Junior Heavyweight Championship in All Japan, but he left the company altogether in 2004, so not a long run over in All Japan. In 2005, Kashin returned to New Japan, and this is what the wiki says, quote, working through the Inoki office agency, unquote. I don't know if this is a way of saying that he was just straight working for Antonio Inoki at the time, or what that means, but if anyone knows, of course, let me know. But during that time, Cashin was able to compete in the 2005 G1 Climax. G1 Climax A-block, block 30 show. cm, 92 kg. Kendo, Cashin! Night one begins with Kendo Kashin taking on seven time G1 Climax participant and one time winner Tetsumi Fujinami. On night one, Kashin uh, just went straight after Fujinami before the bell. He goes for a dive to the outside, but the ref was in the way, drawing a laugh from the crowd. Kashin uh, goes for a handshake following all of this. Fujinami denies it and then go into a test of strength that Kashin's weirdly able to win. There's some back-and-forth trading of holes, like headlocks and stuff. Cashin always adds a nose pull as well to those holds. Uh, Crowd is practically dead silent here, uh, which is sort of upsetting to watch, uh, especially nowadays. Cashin brings Fujinami into the corner and literally does the shattered dream spot. You know, puts Fujinami uh, in between or against the turnbuckle, puts his legs onto the ropes and literally does the shattered dream spot. Uh, all about the part, you know, where he even the ref pulls him aside and like, "That was in the, you know, that was in the the balls." And Cashin's like, "No, upper thigh." The whole he basically does the exact same spot. The referee yells at Cashin about it, of course, which causes Cashin to push the referee. Fujinami then goes in for a rolling leg lock pin and gets the win. Fujinami wins and beats Cashin. <laughs> conclusion tatsumi fujinami defeats kendo Kashin in four minutes and 50 seconds and i don't know what i was expecting with for uh, kendo Kashin. you know he was built up in my mind as this former junior failed shoot fighter and honestly this match was bad uh just to put it out there it wasn't even shoot fighting style and maybe it's the dead crowd but there just seemed to be no chemistry between the two wrestlers and no connection with the audience as well i mean to be fair, this is a world-class Tatsumi Fujinami here against Kendo Kashin. Fujinami doesn't need to work with this scrub of a guy, it would seem, and maybe that's why the match lasted less than it takes to order a sub at Subway. Disappointing start to this journey, indeed. Block A night one ends with Masahiro Chono, Toshiaki Kawada, and Tatsumi Fujinami of two points, Minoru Suzuki and Osama Nishimura with one point, and Kendo Kashin, Yuji Nagata, and Hirayoshi Tenzan with zero points. Not a great start for him, but let's see if we can move it around on night two when Kendo Kashin tries to get a proper start against six times U1 Climax participant and a semifinalist, Anosama Nishimura. You know, see, it's a little bit easier for him. Kashin goes immediately for a handshake, and the crowd cheers him on. They really want this handshake. This is a wildly different crowd than night one right off the bat. Nashimura does not trust him for good reason, I would say. Match starts, and they spin around the ring, then Cashin goes for a handshake again, and Nishimura hesitantly gives it to him. Cashin pushes Nishimura into the ropes, and on the clean break, playfully slaps Nishimura's face. Like, you know, just if you're like putting your cheeks together like that, that's what he's doing against Nishimura. The two trade roll-ups back and forth, tying the referee for maybe 20 times, ending with a double pin on each other. Cashin gets up dizzy and tries to pin the referee confused. I really love that spot. Kashin gets the head scissors on Nishimura. Nishimura tries to handstand to escape, but Kashin keeps pushing Nishimura over. Um, a classic escape to get that handstand and just sweep out, and then the classic, I guess would say, reversal to that, would just push him over. Nishimura gets his own head scissors on Cashin, and which Nishimura just keeps pushing Kashin over as he's trying to escape. Um, Cashin does an interesting move here, where he goes for the handstand, and before Nishimura is able to push him over, uh, Cashin actually uh, leans forward in that handstand, where he's now laying on top of Nishimura, which results in a pin. Uh, it's definitely innovative. He doesn't get it, but definitely an innovative spot that I've never seen before. Cashin takes Nishimura down, goes for a stretch, but converts into a camel clutch. There's an uppercut exchange, ending with Nishimura just going as hard as possible. Stiff uppercuts from both. You can hear the impact. Here's a little bit of that shoot MMA style, maybe, is what I was looking for. That upper exchange goes to the outside, where they both reach a 19 count and go back into the ring. Nishimura captures a figure 4 lock, where Cashin does these intermediate taps on the ground. Not enough for a tap, but not to seem like one, like he just taps the ground, and then the referee's like, oh, is that a tap? Is that a tap? He's like, no, not yet. And then he taps again. So he's like, no, is that a tap? It's not, it's not, you know, immediately tapping, it's just sort of like, huh? Huh. As like just inter- these intermediate things, I thought that was very funny. Nishimura goes again for the figure four three more times. but Each time during the setup, Cashin rolls up Nishimura. Nishimura goes for a quick roll up instead, but Cashin quickly reverses it and wins the match. <laughs> Conclusion. Kendo Kashin defeated Osama Nishimura in 15 minutes and seven seconds. I'll be honest, uh, I'm a little bit confused now by Kendo Kashin. Again, he has this MMA background, and I've heard that he's one of those, you know, boring failed shooters back in the late Anokeism era. But here, you know, he's in this match, I don't know if it's changed from match one to match two, is his style or something, but he's sort of this sort of sympathetic heel comedy character. You know, he does these dumb, silly things and lightly cheats, but it's also just, you know, bad in a fun way and simple. So you kind of root for him in a way as, you know, as well. It's all very confusing for me. It would be like if it was like a Rusuke Taguchi uh, was a worst wrestler and a heel. You know, I don't know how I feel about him quite honestly yet, but it feels like he's discovering this comedy character because it is different than that one. And obviously it's the audience is enjoying it, so... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Block A, Night 2 ends of Kawada with 4 points, Suzuki with 3 points, Kashin, Chono, Tenzan, and Fujinami with 2 points, Nishimura with 1 point, and Nagata with 0 points. On night three of the 2005 G1 Climax, Kendo Kashin takes on the legendary All-Japan wrestler in his first of two G1 Climax appearances, none other than Toshiaki Kawada. The match begins, and of course, Kashin goes immediately for the handshake. He doesn't get it, but he does instead get an arm lock on Kawada. Um, so he goes for the handshake, uh Kawada's thinking about it but then he just grabs his arm and turns into an arm lock so there you go uh but of course Kawada's is able to get out of this this upsets Kashin where he goes outside the ring and attacks a young lion that young lion soon to be known as taichi Kawada gives Kashin some stiff elbows in the ring which upsets cashin again so much that he goes back outside and kicks taichi into the railing just really upset hours here Cashin gets a tarantula on Kawada in the corner, and when he lets go, he attacks Taichi. So he go, he attacks Ch- Taichi twice, but, uh, because he's upset, the third time just because. I love that. Back in the ring, Kawada fires up and slaps Cashin a bunch and stomps on his stomach. Then goes for his own tarantula. You know, sort of uh, reversing it a little bit there. Kawada captures Cashin in with a single leg Boston crab. During the setup, he stomps on the back of Cashin's head just for added punishment. He then goes for a leg takedown, but Kashin dodges and goes for multiple roll-ups, even using the ropes to help him on one of them. Kawada goes for a big vertical suplex. Kashin reverses it, uh, then Kawada Gamangiri's out of it. Kawada hits a huge powerbomb, but Kashin kicks out. He's doing a lot to maintain his uh, ability to stay in this match. Gotta respect it, I think. Kashin goes for three small packages, all failures, and Kawada responds with another Gamangiri for a very close three count. Wada applies a modified dragon sleeper and positions his back to the ropes, which forces Cashin to stand up out of the move. He can't turn around on how he's positioned. It's sort of a dragon sleeper where he is sitting on the guy's back and pulling him out to do the dragon sleeper instead of uh, the, the, the opponent being on top of you and you're pulling your, their neck back. Um, so because of the positioning, he can't move at all. But this forces him to try to get his feet underneath him, which he does able to do. He stands up, Cashin stands up and rolls through. Kwada keeps the hold on, can't get out of the hold, which allows Cashin, however, to get the win. <laughs> Conclusion. Kendo Cashin defeats Toshiaki Kawada in 11 minutes and 16 seconds. Look, I'll be honest, this match was a lot of fun, and I'm starting to turn my feelings towards Cashin. This match showcased more of that heel comedy character. Early on, Cashin attempts to catch Kawada with a quick armbar, and when this doesn't work, it upsets him so much that he attacks Taichi. Then the bit continues, which I love, rules of three folks, with Cashin just attacking Taichi after successfully doing a move. Cashin tries several times to out-wrestle Kawada, but come on, guys, this is not going to happen. It's Kawada. But surprise, surprise, in the greatest form of irony, in which Cashin rolls through an applied modified dragon sleeper, and because Kawada is now trapped doing the wrestling move, he can't get out of it, and his shoulder's on the mat, Cashin's able to get the victory. This was an extremely fun match, guys, and like I said, I'm, I'm starting to turn here. Block a night three ends with Kashin, Chono, Tenzan, and Kawada with four points, Suzuki with three points, Nagata and Fujinami with two points, and Nishimura with one point. On night four, Kendo Kashin attempts to stay on top of the block where he faces 11-time G1 Climax participant and two-time winner Hiroyoshi Tenzan. The match starts pretty boldly because Kashin goes for an immediate armbar. Where the referee has to pull Cashin off of Tenzon, he just ignores the handshake altogether, um, and he just goes for that armbar. Cashin feels bad and helps the referee up because he does push the referee over after this, but he feels bad so he helps him back up. Cashin Tenzon trade wrist locks, but Cashin leg takes down Tenzon into the stretch into the camel clutch with the nose pull. Tenzon does the Mongolian chops and Cashin does them back to Tenzon. When Tenson tries to go for his own chops as a as a response, Cashin kicks Tenson the upper th- a high upper thigh I should say, which the referee of course doesn't like. Cashin does a headlock on Tenson with a nose pull but spins around to make sure the referee doesn't see anything. It's one of those comedy spots where he's just spinning around real quick so the referee doesn't see it at all. Tenson then drops a knee onto Cashin in his upper thigh area cashin goes to the top rope for the first time all tournament he then blocks a suplex and uppercuts Tenzon in the upper thigh area a lot of upper thigh area here folks then he locks in the tarantula pulls himself back up and rolls through for a roll up very interesting to see you know he's doing that tarantula which is down you know he's on the other side of the ring ropes he's able with that core strength pull himself back up almost into like a hurricane rana positioning uh, and he just rolls, you know, goes forward, spins him, roll through for that roll-up. Doesn't get it, but very intriguing or interesting match or thing, I should say. Cashin goes for multiple small packages, but gets nothing. Eats a lariat for his efforts. Tenzan goes to the top rope, but Cashin, who's down on the mat, pulls the referee on top of him. Cashin doesn't let go. The crowd cheers on Tenzan to, uh, to uh, you know, go for the move nonetheless, Tenzan's like, okay, drops the elbow on the two. uh, And then he gets all upset that the referee can't get back up. You know, you know, why did you, why, why did I do this to you? You know, that sort of thing. Cashin dodges a diving headbutt and goes to count his own visual pinfall. Now the referee is down and out. He counts it. One, two, three. He got the, he got the pin. He got the pin, folks. Let the record show. Tenzan locks in the Cobra Clutch and Cashin taps, but still no referee. Tenzon's forks to get the referee and push him back into the ring. Tenzon drops Cashin with an extremely ugly body drop almost on Cashin's head. And the ref slowly counts the three count for Tenzon's victory. (laughs) Conclusion. Coming off hot on the Kawada victory, Cashin skips the handshake and goes immediately into that arm bar, which provides great continuity between Cashin's matches. And of course, that continuity begins to come across as the matches go on. Yes. You know, it's sort of repeating spots as well, but there's always something new, a new bit that gets added to the match. Uh, For instance, Cashin doing the Mongolian chops back to the spinning around the nose pull. We already seen the nose pull spot already, but now he's adding something to it. The ref bump and lack of ref at the Cashin's initial tap out and his pin. Uh, Everything comes together and it's making these matches more and more enjoyable for me to watch. You know, there's a story to it all. There's there's a, a building upon it. Maybe this is just Stockholm syndrome, but I'm starting to like Kendo Kashin. Block A night four ends with Kawada and Tenzan with six points, Kashin, Chono, and Fujinami with four points, Suzuki and Ishimura with three points, and Nagata with two points. Okay. Kendo Kashin is surprisingly still in this tournament, but that may start to change when he faces the bottom of the block competitor, six time G1 climax participant, and one time winner, Yuji Nagata. The match starts with a strong lockup and that goes back and forth. A lot of reversal action, a lot of matte wrestling. Cashin, however, goes for that handshake and he does get it. And he tells the audience, no more. He got the handshake, he's got what he's wanted. And he falls down looking to be pinned. Nagata wants the fight to continue, but uh Cashin's like, no, go for it. This, of course, confuses Nagata. He goes for the pin anyway. One, two, Cashin kicks out and by grabbing Nagata's arm that's on top of him, and turns it and reverses it into an arm bar. Very interesting, I've never seen that done, and I greatly enjoyed it. Nagata stops on Cash in the corner, Kashin begs for help and pulls Nagata off, but the ref's back turn, Kashin low blows Nagata twice. Or sorry, upper thigh area Uh, Nagata. Nagata's outside and Cashin tries to chase him down but fails. He gets mad and tries to take the chair from one of the commentators but to no avail. Nagata throws him back in. Cashin gets his usual camel clutch of nose pull on the ref, sorry, not on the ref, but on Nagata. The ref counts uh, to one and that's where Cashin lets go of the nose pull. Then he goes back onto it. The ref says one. Cashin's off. He reapplies. Off, reapplies. Cashin then does a beautiful test of strength finger lock suplex. Nagata does the same. Uh, Nagata locks to the crossface, but Cashin reaches the ropes. Cashin goes for the Oklahoma roll around the ring. And this is the moment of my life where I realize that's called that because two wrestlers look sort of like a tumbleweed as they're rolling around the ring. Just sort of realize that now. The roll, of course, makes Cashin dizzy like he did in the Nisha match, I believe it was, and he tries to pin the referee, but, of course, to no avail. Kashin goes for the Nagata lock with the signature Nagata salute pose, but Nagata pushes Kashin off. Nagata gives a huge stiff running kick to Kashin, follows up with a back suplex for the win. Conclusion Yuji Nagata defeats Kendo Kashin in 13 minutes and 8 seconds. Continuing the comedy of subversion, Cashin starts this match by getting the handshake and then allowing himself to get pinned, or so we thought, as it was a ploy to go for that armbar again. Similar to the Kawada match, Cashin gets angry when he gets beaten down by Nagata, Opting in to cheat by trying to steal the commentator's chair. Cashin before some great wrestling moves like that finger lock suplex. You know, actually looked a lot better than Nagata, but it's Cashin's comedy that I'm starting to really love. From our New Japan comparisons, I heard that the best way to rate comedy matches like Toriyano is look at how many times you've just laughed out loud. Uh, and Cashin is making me legit laugh several times. I'm enjoying these matches way more than Yano I would be doing today. The Oklahoma roll into the referee pin was fun, and as said, um, I'm enjoying watching these matches. You know, yes, these aren't amazing five-star classics like Rick Roode or Ju Nakayama, but this is a fun romp through the comedy match type that New Japan has used and still uses. Block A Night 5 ends with Kawada, Chono, and Tenzan of six points, Suzuki Nishimura of five, and Kashin Nagata and Fujinami with four. Going to night six, Kendo Cashin takes on, and at this point, do we even need to count? The man has competed in every single G1 climax. Four-time winner, Mr. G1 Masahiro, Chono. Before the bell rings, Chono just straight up attacks Cashin. Obviously, wants nothing to do with Cashin's BS here. Cashin low blows Chono, then locks in the tarantula, roll-through, Pin attempt combo, almost gets it, but the arm, but his his arm was on the rope. He was using uh, uh leverage there. Chono then locks in the STF, but Cashin reaches the ropes again. Cashin goes for another roll up and again uses the ropes for leverage. Uh, Chono locks in the STF. Cashin tries to escape, but Chono rolls the STF. So Cashin's on top. Very interesting. Never seen it before. And Cashin immediately tops out. Conclusion. Masahiro Chono defeats Kendall Cashin in 1 minute and 45 seconds. Not too much really review here, but it's very obvious that at this point, Chono wants nothing to do with Kendall and just puts him away immediately. He does get some offense in here and does a lot where he, from his perspective in the kayfabe, it almost feels like he recognizes the, the challenge that Chono is. So he's just trying to put him away as quickly as possible because um, he knows that he can get beaten down as quickly as possible. I've seen here. So he's just trying to put him away as quickly as possible, but he is a heel. He does cheat. So he's using the ropes to try to get some leverage pins here. But again, nothing really works out for him. Not enough to make any sort of difference. And I guess the comedy here is that because of this night, well, you know, Cashin's out of the running, but let's break that down. Block a night, six ends of Kawada, Tenzan and Chono with eight points. Nagata with six points. Suzuki and Nishimura with five points and Cashin and Fujinami with four points. On the final night of regular G1 competition, Kendo Cashin takes on a man that has underrated comedy chops in my opinion, making this match one of the most anticipated matches during the tournament, and that is against two-time G1 Climax participant Minoru Suzuki. The start, I'll be honest, a little glitchy at the start, so bear with me. What I was able to make out was that Cashin goes for a leg bar right at the start of the match. The two roll out of the ring, but both agree to bring it back into the ring. Cashin goes for a handshake, he, he, he gets it. Cashin does the stretch camel clutch nose pull combo. Cashin does some hammers to Suzuki's back, and Suzuki pops up, scaring Cashin, who backs, not only backs down, but falls on his ass, uh, scared of mob boss Suzuki suzuki applies his own camel clutch nose hold and cashin gets out by biting his way out suzuki's really upset by it showcasing his comedy chops uh to break this part down here we've seen the camel clutch nose hold throughout all these matches he even does it earlier in the match uh and cashin when done on him he just shows the best way to get out of it is just to bite your way out of it your the mouth is the hands right there your mouth is right there Let's just bite your way out. And Suzuki just does a great job. He really sells it. He's, like, yelling at the referee, like, upset that his hand was bitten. It was very funny to me. The two go outside and exchange uppercuts outside the ring, uh, get to a 19 count, and the two re-enter the ring. At this point, we've seen all of the Cashin spots, um, uh, but which I'm still enjoying, but I just we're seeing a lot of them now. Cashin tries to escape a side headlock, but running to the ropes, but Suzuki doesn't let go of the side headlock. Cashin chooses to escape by running under the ropes, and both men fall to the outside. Very scary bump, gotta be honest, but I very, I've never seen it again. I I've, There's a lot of stuff in here that I've just never seen, and I very much enjoy it. Uh, another uppercut exchange on the outside to that 19 count. Uh, so we took it twice now. We've been on the outside uppercutting each other to a 19 count. Kashin does his three small packages. Suzuki goes for a gotch style pile driver, but because they are close to the ropes, Kashin bounces off the ropes and gets a roll up. So basically, he's in the gotch style pile driver position because they're close to the ropes. Kashin leans back, I believe he would have done. Uh, leans back, bounces off the ropes, and is able to roll through to get a roll up. Very interesting as well. Suzuki locks in a standing sleeper, and the two fall outside the ring. Suzuki chops Cashin out of the ring. Cashin tries to escape to the ring. Suzuki stops him and then vice versa at the 19 count. You know what we gotta do, we're at the 19 count. This is the third time it's happened to us. They both decide to pull the referee out of the ring and they both yell, roll back in. The referee outside of the ring yells at them. Cashin and Suzuki said, look at each other. They decide at the same time. They go back to the outside and start fighting and arguing with the referee, teaming up on the ref. Throwing him into the guardrail, just beating him down. The ref does able to get back into the ring, uh, and he yells at them to fight. That you know, not fight him, fight each other. The crowd cheers the referee on for this sort of uh, heart. I guess would be the word. Uh, very, a very lovely moment. Cash and Suzuki handshake each other and then attack the referee. But Cashin of course backstabs Suzuki and attacks Suzuki instead. Cashin escapes to the outside again, Suzuki takes Cashin to the literal back of the arena, neither man make it back in time however and they both lose and the referee wins. Conclusion. Ken Kashin and Minoru Suzuki's match ends in a double countout. This is my favorite match of the entire tournament, and I highly recommend it. Again, this isn't your seven-star classics, but I was laughing and clapping the entire time. I had a ball, as the kids would say. The countout moments were fun, and the referee involvement was completely unexpected and made for even more comedy. Then double down, doubling down on beating up the referee made it all the funnier. Suzuki becomes a nice little foil to Kashin here, and mainly because of, strangely, how similar they are here. You know, two ex-shoot fires doing a heel comedy, whereas Suzuki is typically a scary mob boss when given the comedy role, he performs exceptionally well. I'm fully into Kendo Kashin. Block A, Night 7 ends of Kawada and Shono with 10 points, Tenzan and Nagata with 8 points, Suzuki with 6 points, Kashin and Nishimura with 5 points, and Fujinami with 4 points. This marked the end of regular G1 Climax tournament matches. All wrestlers have faced each other in tournament, and Cashin is not moving on in the G1 Climax. And that's okay, because what this episode has sort of taught me is that you don't always need your five-star classic. Sometimes you just need something fun. When I came in, I was sort of expecting that shoot fighter and was completely thrown off when I didn't get it. But I turned to love the comedy and I welcome it, just like the crowd did. Plus, personally speaking, the series of matches came at a time where I was, you know, really stressed out at work with my own mental stuff. Kendo Kashin, and this is crazy for me to say, gave me a sense of levity in a tough time. You know, I admit this run won't be for everyone, but it seemed meant for me in this moment, and I guess I thank him for that. But what am I doing? I'm talking about freaking Kendo Kashin, guys. What am I doing? Following the 2005 G1 Climax, Yukes a Japanese video game company you might know as uh, the developers of the WWE video games for quite a while, purchased 54% of New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan was really bad off. I've alluded to it several times that the Inokianism era uh, really financially hurt New Japan. Uh, So they sold 54% of the company to Yuke's, meaning they own the company now. They pushed out Antonio Inoki for obvious reasons, but with Inoki gone, his wrestlers, like Kendo Cashin, left as well. Cashin, however, went on a two-year hiatus and returned to wrestling with Inoki as a part of the new Inoki Genome Federation, where he lost to, get this, Kurt Angle for the main title. A wild sentence, honestly. Cashin next wrestled a match in 2008 and then took another hiatus until 2010. By the way, this promotion's crazy. This uh, Noki f- Federation, Cashin wrestled in these t- t- uh, in these uh, what was this uh, the three year span? Wrestlers like Rob Van Dam, Bobby Lashley, Necrobusher, Carlito, Bob Sapp. What is happening in this promotion? In 2014, Cashin came back to All Japan and bounced around all of Japan. In 2019, Cashin decided to join the WWE Performance Center as a trainer. But he was released April 15th, 2020, as part of that COVID dark day. But this didn't stop the 50 plus year old Cashin as he still continues to wrestle to this day, seeing him as recently in Pro Wrestling Noah challenging for the GHC national title. Kendo Cashin's G one and only grade, B minus. two weeks we return to the G1 Climax and actually stay in the year 2005 because Kendo Kashin wasn't the only G1 and only wrestler in that tournament. In fact next episode's wrestler was on the other side over on Block B so we even get all new wrestlers to watch but we will only go into detail on one wrestler and that will be Kazuyuki Fujita but as always everybody stay safe get your vaccine I know mine is scheduled for April 6 and I will talk to you all in two weeks on G one and only. This has been a Count Out Podcast.